Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of novel or new coronavirus. Take the following everyday steps to help avoid the spread of all respiratory viruses. Wash your hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. Cover your cough or sneeze with a tissue. Throw the tissue away and then wash your hands. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects or surfaces, such as remote controls and doorknobs. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. And stay home if you are sick. Call your health care provider if you develop fever, cough, or difficulty breathing. For more tips, visit cdc.gov. Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys. I'm your host, Joy Keys, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in. You can follow me on Twitter, at Joy Keys, and on Facebook, Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys, and on Instagram. Lots of great pictures there, and also lots of cool giveaways. Again, that's Saturdays with Joy Keys on Instagram. I would also love to hear from you. You can email me at SaturdaysWithJoyTees at Hotmail.com. I do a lot of giveaways. I'll be giving away a copy of this author's book today. So you definitely want to follow Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, somewhere, so you can see how you can win a copy. I also have a couple other items that I can give away. So, again, stay tuned on the social media about trying to get a giveaway. Wow. Well, today I have a wonderful author. His book is called The World Doesn't Require You. came out in 2019. It was a finalist for the Penn Gene Sign Book Award. His other book came out in 2016. It was Insurrection, and it was awarded the 2017 Penn Bingham Prize for debut fiction, also the 2017 Hillsdale Hillsdale Award from the Fellowship of Southern Writers. Um, He is a professor, and he teaches creative writing at the University of Maryland, and he's won a lot of other things, like Best American Essay 2015, Best American Stories in 2018, and I could go on. His writing has been seen in The New Yorker, The Kenyan Review, The Rumpus, and a lot of other places. So you know this is a really cool guy. This is Rihanna Milkhart Scott. <laughs> Good morning, Rihanna. Good morning, Joy. Thank you for having me. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. Rihanna, my man. Rihanna, my man. That's how I should say it, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's a little joke. If you read the book, you'll understand why I'm saying that to him. That his name is really Rian, my man, Bill Milcar. That's what his name is. So. <laughs> oh man! Wow, you got a lot. That's a code name. That's a code name. Only, only the insiders know, right? Only the insiders mm-hmm. know. Yo, so wow, my head is like spinning, and um, it's like. You got a lot going on here, but the cool thing is, it's so many different representations of us. So mm. cool. Just, mm. I mean, were you? I mean, like it came on me slowly. It wasn't thrown in my face that there's so many different aspects of us, meaning us, meaning African Americans. 
I'm glad. You, I'm glad you said that because that, that's something that I that I um that's something that sort of ingrained in me um uh, and something that I, I I don't know if I consciously think about it anymore. Uh, I, I I probably have in the past, but you know when I was when I was 17, uh, I started at Howard University, um, and the um, the reputation HBCUs have is that they're this homogenous uh, environment. And I got there, and it was just such a diverse uh, place, you know. You got yeah. you got black folks from the Caribbean, um, which you know my 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 family background, and then you you got the you got uh, people from 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 uh, from California, and and you're hanging around all these different cultures, um, but they're still black. You know, you got mm. you, you got conservative people, you got ultra radical, um, and it was just this. It was a, such a diverse environment, um, and I, and I, it, you know, it, it really taught me <laughs> that, that that I knew it intellectually, but um, seeing it, seeing the seeing the the, the breath of blackness, um, that those those first few weeks in the first year or so, it was, it was a you know, it was a kind of a shock in in a way. Well, you know, we take in, um, and I've seen in different interviews you talk about this as well, um, our own oppression, you know, um, internalized mm-hmm. racism, you know, hating our skin tone, hating our nose, hating our lips, um, hating, you know, for women, you know, their ass for a better term, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And, um, you know, even with the colorism inside, you know, like I'm a light-skinned African-American woman, and um, I always – uh, walked around just as me when I was a kid. And, you know, I didn't know, like, this whole while I was being picked on. You know what I'm saying? It was like, damn, y'all give me a break. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. they would think, oh, you're speaking white or you're doing this. You know, of course, as I got older, you know, I, I come to understand the reasoning. But um, I used to want to be darker. So it's like <laughs> I wanted to be darker. They wanted to be lighter. You know, it's it's amazing. What did you walk around with? Did you have any of that colorism issue when you were growing up, or had to deal with that no. later in life? Um, with colorism, I think you know, I, I was you know, I'm, I'm very, I'm, you know, very dark skinned and I was. Uh, people often made make jokes, and I didn't understand it because you know, I would see you know people I knew in my family, you know, you know, it was a. Uh, I, you know, being dark skinned just seemed like a great thing to be. You know, it seemed like closer to the source. I didn't, I didn't understand for a very long time. I was like, why? What is the joke? I don't, I don't get it. Um, so you know, I, I would make jokes right back. Um, but um, you know, and I think even much many many years later, as an adult, you know, I thought, you know, after I really understood it and read, read books on it and understood the history of it, I thought that I even as an adult, I naively thought that we were sort of past it. And uh, and it was you know it was a shock to be in my late twenties and see people so color struck um, and and you know it was just something that I that I that you know me having having thought about it a lot uh, growing up I didn't I you know I thought that people had come to had, had come to an understanding that 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 it was a, a kind of ridiculous thing to uh, to um, you know to have this division on on tone but. It it really is something that we all have to have to sort of keep working on. Oh, definitely. Look, I'm fifty, and let me tell you, it's still going on, and I'm still not there in that mindset of, you know, there are snobby people of light skin. You know, I'm not even going to deny that, but there are also snobby people that are dark skin. 
So that goes back to, again, the variety of people that we have in African diaspora, African-American culture, that nobody is the same. You really have to get to know somebody to see where they're coming from. But uh, I think we're jumping a little bit here. Go ahead. You want to go I want to go back to that a, a, a little bit. You know, I think that I think that one thing that I that I came to understand many years later was just like, you know, some I, I see people's some people's reaction to certain things that I, you know that I didn't understand. You know, it, it felt like I was often assumed to be assumed to have lesser intelligence or or, or be more aggressive um, because of in school because of my my, my dark skin and it was yeah um, yeah and um, you know and I think that I've always been someone who's who's interested in. In, in in knowledge and being being an intellectual, I, I think that may have, <laughs> have have exacerbated it because I you know you know I wanted people to realize like I'm not I'm not an idiot I really I I understand what you're talking about um and you know I have this you know I read the encyclopedia when I go home you know <laughs> um, <laughs> and and I'm not you know I'm, and I'm and I'm just not this aggressive dude you know so I'm I'm just you know I'm just not. <laughs> Um, no, I I hear you because I have classmates. I mean, I grew up in a um, diverse um, population uh, where I went to middle school, uh, went to high school, was you know mixed black, white, Latino, um, and I had a friend, a best friend, and it was like me, him, and another guy. We were in the gifted program, and um, he was like mad smart, but he was super dark, and mm-hmm. I saw how that expectation of him not knowing. And then also the expectation of people thinking I knew. Like mm-hmm. when people talk to me, when white people talk to me sometimes, they talk to me, I feel like they don't see that I'm black, that I, ha- I must be something else. Are you like mixed? Are, are you like your one parent white, black? I, one time somebody said, oh, I heard you're from um, London or something. I was like, what? You know, people have all kinds of, like, they make up these stories in their mind. And I feel like my family got all colors in it. My family has all different colors. But my daughter is a different shade than I am. Like, mm-hmm. that's, like so I grew up with different shades. You know what I mean? But I grew up with respect of all shades, you know? But also, it wasn't mm-hmm. even talked about. That's another thing. It wasn't even talked about. The whole colorism thing, I didn't have that conversation until I was older, you know? So, so I didn't have a name for it but I just knew, like, certain people hated certain people, and certain people right. thought certain things, you know. And I'm not going to deny me being light-skinned, I'm sure, has given me an advantage over if I was a dark-skinned sister in terms of getting mm-hmm. a job, in terms of walking into a store, in terms of, you know, purchasing something or renting a place. I know that I'm aware of that power. And I think that's something that black people want white people to know you have a certain unspoken power when you go places and do things and speak to people and it can be used for good or bad. Like you're a superhero, you know? <laughs> yeah. There, there's a such thing as light skin privilege. Um, but I don't, I don't think it, it, it goes as far as um, it, it, it only goes so far. <laughs> oh yeah. No, no, no. It's not, it's not going as far. As, I'm not, I'm not saying that, but I'm just, just saying in terms of privilege, everybody has a certain privilege. Anyway, let's talk right. about you. You like comics. And I hear Milestone, I Milestone Comics was one of your favorites. Talk about that a little bit and how that impacted your work. Yeah, when I was a, when, when I was in about junior high, uh, Milestone Comics came on the scene, and I was, you know, it was it was it was so I was so really oh my god refreshing to see, 
you know, these black superheroes. Um, and uh, it, it wasn't just black superheroes, it was diverse superheroes. I remember, I remember they had this um, this one group called the Blood Syndicate who were, um, they weren't just, they weren't just uh, black superheroes or, or, um, or, or mixed super, you know, um, you know, mixed race superheroes or, or, or diverse. They, they were, they were morally complex because they were a street gang. Um, and, you know, there were characters who totally embraced the negativity of the streets. There were characters who were only there because they were, um, because they were, you know, trying to, uh, trying to fit in. And, um, and the, I, I feel like the level of, uh, of, of moral complexity and the issues they talked about in Milestone, there was one, there was one issue where, um, one superhero's uh, he's a sidekick named Rocket, and um, she's holding a um, um, she's holding a um, a pregnancy test, and and, and the whole, whole story arc is about whether she should whether oh she should God. abort her child. And in know, the comic book, I did, I, this was a comic book, and I never, and, and, you know, when I was reading Spider-Man, no. there were never any issues about Mary Jane um, contemplating abortion. <laughs> you know, Mary Jane being Spider Man's wife. Um Wow and, was, and I was I was really excited you know about this about this line. Um and uh you know it it didn't it, it didn't last. They they were D C com they were tied to D C comics and D C comics pulled the plug and uh it's rumored that they were supposed to come back but um it hasn't hasn't happened yet. But it was a uh, uh it, it was something that, that I um that sort of um I, it was it was cool seeing um versions of 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 blackness um you know intruding on the on, on the comic world and the real world intruding on the comic world real issues addressed in in that form well you know it was, um it was an exciting song. uh i used i'm a little bit of a nerd so i do like certain comics i'm not as deep as that but i i like sandman and he went into dreams and things of that nature, and I bought a couple Sandmans, and then I've also um, gotten to, of course, you know, Black Panther and stuff like that, and I bought, I was helping, um, I also have a, a license in social work, so I bought a couple, I bought a illustrator uh, to talk to some kids I was working with, and they, they got some comic artwork and things like that. Um, comics mm-hmm. um, may seem simple, but they can be complex, and you just proved that point by, I never heard of that, now I'm going to go buy those. I want to go buy that if I can because that's some deep conversation. Abortion, uh, a black it, it, woman, an, an abortion. Right, uh, like, a, a black girl. You know, she's a teenager. Yeah, yeah. And her, um, she's a psychic of a of a, of a superhero who's a conservative. Um, what? He, he was sort of a parody <laughs> of Superman, and he had crashed. He had crashed the Earth. His name was Icon. He crashed the Earth, as, and and, uh, and he was found by slaves, and he was raised on a plantation. And every couple of generations, he has to reinvent himself. Um, and uh, he, he was he's a conservative. And um, you know, it, it's interesting because um, you know, I, I never I never took black conservatism seriously. But this this is a this is a book that actually took the conservative position, black conservatism seriously, um, as as something to uh, as a as a valid perspective. Trust me, there are black conservatives. I went out of black. I went out with one. Eh, didn't work out. <laughs> well, but, you know, it's um, not my perspective. It's not my perspective, yeah. but it's a, you know, but but it's a, it's interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but he was a person. You know, he was a human, and we had a lot of other things in common. You know what I'm saying? But we would start talking politics or certain things. You know, it gets kind of heated. But they, 
they are people too, you know, and I think that is one of the things in your story is that going back to that topic I brought up earlier of the variety of African-Americans. I mean, you have misogynistic African-Americans, you have smart ones, you have, you know, musicians, all types of things going on. Um, Let's talk about this issue of music in your story because you have a couple of musicians. One musician goes way off the way off the plantation, almost if you will. Um, he loses his mind. I, I mean, that's just like a phrase, but but it's kind of apropos for the book. I, I don't want to give too much stuff away. You know what I'm saying? But um, I lo- I never heard that phrase before. Really? Um, Maybe because I'm older. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've heard um, I've I, I've heard off the reservation as a as a as a as a phrase. Yeah, that, um, hey, yeah, that's one too. But um, anyway, so what's about the music? I read something how Outcast you you were how does Outcast affect you in your writing or what other music you mentioned? Um, I saw somewhere James Brown. How was that impactful in in um, this book? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've always been been into music, and you know, I really you know I really love the 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 history of it. You know how how music in, in 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 at least in this country and it has you know spun out spun out of the, the the blues tradition um and uh and you know James Brown is sort of like a a flashpoint um where it seems like it it seems like everybody was was trying to be that you know I think if you listen to if you look at early Bob Marley performances you know, it's obvious this guy steady James Brown, Prince, Michael Jackson, these all these these people. Um, so you know, I, I think um, in in my um, in my town you know, across the river, and, you know, all my stories take place in this fictional town. They have their own music, um, and it's called Riverbeat. And, um, and so I wrote a story about the origin of Riverbeat. The first story in the book is about the origin of Riverbeat, and um, you know, I think that that character, his, character, his name is David Sherman. Um, I was the first thing I thought of was uh, Chuck Brown, who was who was the originator, the godfather of go-go music um, in D.C., which is uh, D.C.'s uh, indigenous music that you know didn't you know it's 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 beloved here um, or or in D.C. Um, it's beloved, but it hasn't it, it didn't really catch on as as much outside. Um, and uh, and so I sort of based that the character on him and on and on James Brown. Yeah, the character went in its own direction, um, but that was that was the initial uh, my, my initial thought um, uh, about this about this character. You know what what what, what is what what you know what is an innovator? What does an, such an innovator look like? Um, mm. And and how did how did they come? How did how does person come to this innovation? Um, and the, and that was the crux of that story. How does somebody come to innovation in writing? Do you think because um, when I was growing up, there weren't a lot of um, I didn't I did not see a lot of black characters in like my fantasy stuff that I read and sci-fi stuff. And then one day I got a hold of Octavia Butler, and I was like, here we are, and like one of my that's one of my favorite writers of all time. Where's your inspiration come from, Rian? Is it from the um, listening to music? Is it walking in the park? Um, is it talking to people? Where does it come from? Yeah, it varies. Well, yeah, it's, you know, sometimes walking is, is, is you know, it's, it, if I'm stuck, I'm I might walk. Um, you know, if I'm buried under under a lot of stuff, it's, it's a lot of it's about reading to try to get to try to get out out from under. I, I think I think what it is is about keeping your eyes open and always always looking around for something to 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 riff off of, um, and and you know, making yourself 
open and asking that can be really hard when um so much stuff in life is sort of designed to to uh um uh to dull your senses uh but it's about it's about keeping yourself sensitive and keeping those keep keeping those 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 eyes open and you know anything anything can become an an insight in uh in, into a story mm-hmm. what do you are you able to still read a little bit of your um story today sure Okay. I, I, I just this morning I got the UK version of my book, so I'm holding that, and I'm going to read from that, which is no okay, different, great. except for uh, I think they might spell some words differently. <laughs> I'm going to. Read. Isn't that funny how they do that? And they're like mess me up. I would be like, that's what? Oh, that's the, okay. That's them over there. Okay. Have colors, okay. No? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm going to read from the beginning. What we were just talking about. Uh, I'm going to read from the story we were just talked about. David okay. Sherman, the last son of God. And it begins with a um, uh, it begins with a quote um, from the Lincoln Catechism: uh, "Thou shalt have no other god but the Negro." God is from Cross River. Everyone knows that. He was tall, lanky, wore dirty brown clothes, and walked with a limp. He tried to disguise as a bop. His chin held a messy salt and pepper beard that extended to his Adam's apple, always clutching a mango in his hand. Used to live on the south side, down under the bridge near the water. Now there's a nice little sidewalk and flowers and a bike trail that leads into Port Yuga. Back then there was just mud and weeds, and he'd sit there barefooted, softly preaching his word. At one time he had 100, maybe 200, some say up to 500 or even 1,000 people listening. But the time I'm talking about, he'd sit with only one or two folks, always with a mango, except during Easter time when he passed out jelly beans to get people to stop and listen. He lived on the banks of the Cross River until one day he filled his pockets with stones and walked into the water and sank like a crazy poet. He wasn't insane. It was all part of God's plan. Last time he was crucified, this time drowned. Anyway, God can't drown. He'll come back, perhaps to oversee the writing of another testament or to judge the living and the dead, whatever he feels. Mm. So that's just the beginning, everybody. There's so much else going on. Let's talk a little bit about the women in the story. And you mm-hmm. know, you wrote, a lot of the main characters are, are men, but you have women in their lives, and some of them are magical. Um, some of them um, are smart, and, and, and some of them are um, potentially rape victims. Um, I had a lot of different feelings because um, there was one chapter, I don't want to give something away, but it, it brought up feelings for me as a woman, and I was like, am I angry about this? Is he right about this? Or is this an analogy to say, um, hmm, how can I say, us as employees in different corporations, um, if you know the chapter I'm talking about? Um, no, I'm not sure which chapter you're talking about. Oh, okay. The rare and powerful employee. Okay. Uh huh. Okay. So I was like, is this straight on, or is this us also? I mean, I guess it could be taken many ways. Like we we are um, like that worker, and we're taking our scripts from up top and just doing them, and sometimes lying to our customers, if you will. Yeah. Well, you know, I, to me, when I when I read over this story, and I you know, I initially. I initially planned to expand it and make it much longer, but I couldn't stay with this character for that long because his character is, it was so loathsome to me. Um, but one thing that, that I find 
is uh, is that there's a very low bar for men. Um, you know, all, all you have to do is, is, is say rape is bad, and you and you get applauded, and you get awards, <laughs> um, and um, and and you know people use use that as as a, you know in in nefarious ways. Um, they become you know they adopt these uh, these personas of, of the male feminist. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, the male uh, crusader. And then, uh, you know, a lot of times these people are exposed as, as, as abusers. Um, and these wolves in sheep clothing is very, very, uh, it's, it's very easy to, I think it's very easy to become that, um, as a, as a man. And it's very easy to fall for that. Um, because, because the bar is so low. Um, mm. and, uh, and I think that's one of the things that, that, um, that, that sort of inspired me with that story. Well, I'm glad to hear that you thought the character was loathsome. Okay, so that helps me. I'm a little at ease. Um, and, you know, I know people have to write about all types of things, you know, the stuff that we may not agree with and stuff that may make us sick. And that's actually good. You know, you brought that emotion out of me, you know what I mean, after reading that, that, that section. Um, one of the things in terms of the bar low also is I think about, like, single parenthood. Like, um, people, like, you know, there's a single mother. Okay, she's a single mother. Okay, whatever. A single dad, oh, my God, do mm-hmm. it, you know, oh, my God, he's so great, you know, he has three kids, and he's a single dad, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. You know, I, so that bar is low. I, I agree with you. When men do certain things that women have been doing for umpteen trillion years, um, it's like, ah, you know, fireworks and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, real quick, you like um, martial arts, and I, I read that you were watching uh, Kung Fu movies uh, when you were younger. What was uh, one of your favorites that you used to watch? I don't know what when I was younger because I, I don't remember the, the, the titles or anything. But okay. um, you know, as, as I got older, um, uh, uh, the the Thirty Six Chamber of Shaolin is one of my favorites. Um, there's, there's these. Uh, it's interesting because there's very little action in it. Most of the, the entire movie is is almost like a training montage uh, of this guy learning his craft, um, mm. and and that really inspired uh, my story, the Temple of Practical Arts, um, because it's a it's a guy who knows very little knows very little about kung fu, um, and and then he comes in and he uh, he learns it he learns it and he learns it and masters it better than everybody, uh, and because of that he's kicked out of the temple because he because he knows it. Um, and uh, and so that one. Um, the the other one that that's, that's my absolute favorite is um, uh, Shaolin versus Lama, um, which has just this incredibly uh, uh, psychologically complex ending. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can make me do my homework and stuff. I I'm, I'm right now. I was been uh, pushing Ip Man. That's my favorite current um, yeah. story oh thing, God. and I mean, I could the watch that like six times. Yeah, I mean, six million times. It man is like the guy who plays him is just as incredible as from an acting standpoint. Um, and then you know the story itself is, is is great. But anybody's into you know kung fu or anything like that, you you need to check out It Man's storyline. It, it's awesome. Um, we only have a couple minutes left. Real quick, um, if you're stuck on the island, are you gonna have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or turkey and cheese? Uh, I'm allergic to peanut butter, so no. <laughs> ah, okay. Um, if you had to um, take a vacation, where would you go? The islands or, or climb up a mountain somewhere? 
in the ice. <laughs> yeah, no mountain, no mountain for me. And I'm, um, you know, I'm, my lineage is from the island, so I'm, 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 I'll head back there. What book would you take to this island if you were stuck? Uh, I, w- I would take Invisible Man. He just keeps going over and over and over and trying to figure out how he how he, how he how he achieves that what what do you what what he achieves um especially in the uh, prologue. And what about music? What music would you take to this island that you're stuck on? It would have to be Bob Marley. Uh, okay. Again, something that I can listen to over and over again and then figure out how he's achieving what he what he's achieving. Well, thank you so much, Rian, my man. <laughs> <laughs> for coming on today. Um, I can't wait for the next book. And, you know, the last part, I was sex. I mean, have you thought about making that a whole book or, um, like, taking that out and, and moving it to some own, its own thing? No, I don't think so. I think it, 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 it stands as, as it is. Well, it doesn't stand on its own. It's connected to everything else that, that came before it. So it's, uh, yeah. it, it's, it's intimately connected to, to the rest of the story. Okay, okay. All right, well, thank you for coming on. Everybody, um, definitely check out The World Doesn't Require You. I'm going to be giving away a copy. Again, thank you, Riyan, my man, for coming on today, and we'll talk another time. Thanks for having me. All right, bye-bye. Bye. I just want to let you know you can follow me on Twitter, at Joy Keys. Also, check me out on Facebook, Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys, and on Instagram, Saturdays with Joy Keys. I will see you in a minute. We're going to be talking about psoriasis with a doctor and one of her patients. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of novel or new coronavirus. Take the following everyday steps to help avoid the spread of all respiratory viruses. Wash your hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. Cover your cough or sneeze with a tissue. Throw the tissue away and then wash your hands. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects or surfaces, such as remote controls and doorknobs. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. And stay home if you are sick. Call your health care provider if you develop fever, cough, or difficulty breathing. For more tips, visit cdc.gov. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.